Hey there, it's Danny Eney. I'm the executive producer at Miracy FM, which is the network that publishes the show you're about to listen to. In my day job, I show coaches and consultants in my Hybrid Course University program how to teach their gift through hybrid online courses. We only enroll one cohort of students into the program each year and work with them to build an online course around their expertise to create more leverage in their businesses. That enrollment is happening this month, and the doors will only be open for a few days, from May 22nd through 25th. So if you want to learn more about the program, and maybe get on the notification list so you can join when the doors open, head over to miracy.fm slash hcu. And now, on to our show. Miracy. I'm feeling optimistic. You know, there's there's pressure to get it right, but that's always the case. Um, but I'm optimistic because I think we have good assumptions. I think we have good insights. I think we have a good plan. And I'm an entrepreneur. We're kind of wired to be optimistic. We can't help it. Hello, I'm Cynthia Lamb, Director of Podcasts at Miracy FM, and you're listening to Behind the Launch. In this eight-episode series, we explore the roller coaster ride, the emotional arc of a Miracy product launch. Over a period of 18 months, I conducted 19 interviews with key members of the Miracy launch team. In the first episode, we explored the excitement of the million-dollar launch of Launch My Courses at the beginning of the COVID pandemic followed by the disappointment of the launch of that same program in May of 2021 that brought in only a fraction of that. In the last episode, we talked about the regroup and debriefing process that should follow every launch. Here's Danny Eney, CEO of Miracy. We've had million dollar launches before. We've had bigger launches over our you know, lifespan as a company than, than that million dollar launch. So, I mean, was it an outlier? Sure, it was an outlier because the world was crazy in, in so many different ways, right? The question is not, was it an outlier? The question is, the conditions that made it an outlier, which of those conditions have changed and in what way and how does that inform our assumptions? Because here's the thing, right? Especially if you keep everything the same, you're always going to see a reversion to the mean. Human nature being what it is, that debrief process is usually more rigorous following a disappointing launch. And there's an upside to that. As Miracy COO Bumi Patak says, a disappointing launch can lead to more powerful outcomes in the long term. One way to think about it is that if, if this launch had worked out and we had figured it out, you know, it's like, okay, well, these are cosmetic changes that we're making to the program, to the messaging. But because it didn't go as planned and we're like, kind of back to square one, trying to figure out, well, what is it that's going to work? Like, I believe this is going to set us up for more sustainable success over the long term. Like focusing on starting from like ground zero, it's like, what is it that the market needs? And what is a business model advantage that we can introduce that it will allow us to kind of stay ahead of the curve? There's no, no business model advantage stays advantage for a long period of time, right? So you had to keep reinventing, redefining. In other words, your perceived failures drive your innovation. That is certainly the case with Miracy, which embarked on a major overhaul of its courses program and then set out to test its assumptions and hypotheses with what turned out to be two smaller launches in September of 2021 and February of 2022. 
I was curious what changes or insights Danny was applying to those smaller launches. Well, this launch was in a lot of ways a test balloon for a new direction that we're taking with a lot of our trainings and programs. It was like for us to find out, hey, does the market want this as much as we think they do? So we kind of had our you know, minimum viable version kind of hacked together with stuff we already had built. It's like, let's, let's test this direction, see if people respond to it. Here's the thing. Tactics come and go. The structure of what makes the launch work, you know, tapping into what it is that people really care about with an offer that is really on point for their needs, that is timeless, right? Creating marketing and messaging that, that speaks to them in a, in a deep way is timeless. Creating opportunities for people to get a sample of what is it like to work with you and learn from you and be in your orbit and in your community, that's timeless. There, there are always going to be different ways to do that, and we're always going to continue to experiment. But there's no like, oh, we did this thing. Okay, now this is how launches are going to be forever. It's, it's just not that static. Again, this podcast is not a primer on how to build a launch, but I have to repeat the three gems that Danny just threw out. Tap into what people really want, create messaging that speaks deeply to them, and give them a sample. Offering her perspective on some of the aspects that were being tested in September and February is Tanya Kubo, community champion during the May 2020 and 2021 launches. The course and the program offering was changed in response to what I had been seeing firsthand when I was with Miracy and, and really dialed into their community. The second part was the launch structure. So we used um, a joint venture partnership, which is something that Danny has done for years, really worked with partnerships. He's a great affiliate partner of other digital marketing companies. And in return, we tend to attract some amazing affiliate partners in our launches. Danny has always been wide open with that, always been willing to lift the curtain, full transparency with our community. And so that's an interesting piece there. In the timeline of this series, we're at the pre-launch phase, looking ahead to the September and February launches. And even though those launches were smaller than the May launches, there is still that roller coaster of emotions. Entrepreneurs being wired as they are, the first of these emotions is often hope or optimism. Here's Danny Eni again. There's this Disney quote that I love that, you know, we, uh, Disney said this, you know, years and years ago, obviously, um, we don't make movies to make money. We make money to make movies. And, you know, we continue to learn, we continue to evolve, we continue to take on exciting, interesting, complex projects like the podcast network, obviously, that you're very involved in, like our missed digital agency, other cool projects that uh, may or may not be public at the time that this airs. But, you know, we've got a lot of these things in the works. And our launch in May gave us the juice and the runway to keep on going towards doing these fun things. Because, as Danny says... Even if the launch underperformed, you know, we still made hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. We still brought in a lot of new students. We still had a lot of people register for our big event. We still had a lot of people join our membership. So there was still a lot of upside. It just came in short of what it otherwise could. And, and that's a good kind of thing to consider and lean into, which is an underperforming launch still produced better results than almost anything else that we could have done with that time and energy. One of the issues at play might be expectations. Danny has already said in this series that he was overly optimistic. Telling yourself not to have expectations leading into anything you care about might be unrealistic. 
In fact, though they cause pain, expectations are an important part of the process. I mean, you can't help but have expectations at some point in the process. They just kind of emerge. And honestly, like as the launch starts shaping up, you know, the, the ultimate results of the launch are measured against those expectations, right? Part of was it successful is did it meet, did it exceed our expectations? That begs a question for me. What is the best emotional stance to take with regard to launches? As Danny suggests, it's all about perspective. I've had a lot of good launches over the years, and I've had some less than great launches too. And I would imagine that over the coming years, I will continue to have a lot of good launches and some less than great ones, right? You know, nobody's going to always bat a thousand. That's just not how it's going to be. But I'm going to keep averaging pretty well because we keep learning and iterating and evolving. And if I was like seven years ago, I could have said, well, here's my playbook. It works well. I'll just keep doing this. And if I had done that, then, you know, the effectiveness, the efficacy of my launches would have just declined over the years. Right. So the, the key thing is not the particular tactic or playbook. The key thing is the constant exploration, questioning, iteration, and finding out what is on the cutting edge now. In other words, the entrepreneurial career isn't static, nor should it be. We conceptualize life, we conceptualize success as if we are seeing it as a train ride, right? So, you know, maybe you've got to hustle to get enough money to buy a ticket to get on the train. Maybe you've got to sprint to get on before the train leaves the station. But once you're on the train, you can kind of sit back, relax, maybe keep an eye on the window to see where you're passing. But you can basically like relax and, and chill. And that's just not how success is. The, the better analogy from my perspective is to see it as like learning how to surf and surfing on the waves. You know, you never get to a point when you're surfing where you're like, okay, I'm good now. I'm going to just take a nap. Nothing's moving. The water is perfectly still. It's not how it is. The water is always going to be changing and always going to be moving. And your comfort comes from your confidence and your ability to handle those changes. With more perspective, here's Danny. You know, something I tell my students all the time is that failure is only failure if it happens in the last chapter. Otherwise, it's a plot twist, right? And that's the perspective that I try to take myself as well. So, you know, this didn't work out the way we wanted. It's a plot twist. So we learned something, you know, isn't that interesting? You know, we're all still alive. We all still have jobs. We're all still doing things that are fun and interesting for us to do. And you, know, you live to fight another day. In the next episode, we're going to look at the launch process itself from an emotional standpoint. Until then, if you're thinking about launching a product or service, you might want to heed the words of Joey Gorgi, then Director of Operations at Miracy. I would say uh, when you're planning your launch, look at one, what is the, like, keep it simple. So what is the simplest piece of content that will have the right, that will pique the interest of the right people? Start having conversations with those people. And that's probably going to get you better results from a conversion perspective than some of the fancy tactics that you see, you know, marketers like Miracy doing out there. So I would say, don't try to model what Miracy is doing if you're not Miracy. Um, you have your own strengths that you can lean into. So really lean into those. Miracy is leaning into the strengths that we have. Don't underestimate what it'll take. Be prepared to coach yourself or get coaching along the way because it's a roller coaster because you're, it can be exhausting. Like it's, it's probably a level above what you've done before if you haven't done it before. And it's always going to be a stretch from what your normal day-to-day -day is. Like there's a reason people are not continually launching when it'll max the list, but also it'll max the entrepreneur. 
So I would say like make sure you're geared up, make sure you have what you need in place in order to to do it well. And it's a great strategy. Like Miracy wouldn't be where it is without them. Like I believe in the model. I believe in yeah, I totally believe in it, but it's uh I wouldn't take it lightly. I'm Cynthia Lamb, and you've been listening to Behind the Launch. Behind the Launch is part of the Miracy FM podcast network, which also includes such shows as Course Lab and Making It. I wrote and produced this episode. Jeff Govertson was my right-hand guy, creating order out of the interviews. Danny Eaney is our executive producer. To make sure you don't miss great episodes coming up on Behind the Launch, follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. And if you like the show, please give us a starred review. It is the best way to help us get these ideas out there to more people. Thanks, and we'll see you next time. Hey, it's Danny Eaney, executive producer of Mira CFM and lead instructor of the Hybrid Course University. If online courses might be a part of your business plan for this year, you'll be interested to know that from May 22nd through 25th, we're enrolling into the new AI edition of the Hybrid Course University. And we're offering the entire program on a pay-what-you-can basis, so you set the price that feels right to you. If you want to check out the details and maybe get on the notification list so you can join when the doors open, head over to miracy.fm slash hcu.